Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom! <laughs> Danny Kimball. <laughs> oh, there she goes. Yeah, I like that. You boomed in too. Yeah, welcome to, to. Welcome to the Insurance Dudes. Thank you. Thank and you dudettes. So <laughs> and dudettes. It's always nice to have a dudette on here. It is. Always nice. Always nice. Yeah. Sometimes we do, we've been told there's too many dudes on here. Uh, so, well, in the insurance industry, I'd say that's bound to happen. But we're getting a lot more women. In it's the true. It's that true. is true. Yeah. So wait, 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 Craig, you forgot to do. I always forget. Yes, the first question, which is. Speed breakers today, right? Ooh, so the first question is many questions. (laughs) Many questions. Many, many questions. So we'll start the uh, timer. We even have sound effects now. And we'll get this thing, we'll get this thing rocking. Are you ready? Are you ready to answer quickly? I'm ready. All right. Danny, have you ever had a mullet? No. First crush. Uh, in sync. Yeah. Ooh, most embarrassing thing your mom ever caught you doing? Um, I I hit a parked car with a crutch, and she had to go explain why they had a scratch. <laughs> Fastest speed you've ever driven? Uh, seventy three. Wow. Favorite cereal? Uh, Golden Grams. How many kids? Three. Have you made cry? I used to be a teacher, so I'll say <laughs> maybe 50. <laughs> count Chocula or Count Dracula? Chocula. What was your fastest mile? Eight minutes. Your favorite flavor? Vanilla. Uh, dogs or cats? Dogs. Tacos or burritos? Is there a difference? Tacos. <laughs> and Trump or Biden? Just kidding. You don't have to answer that one. <laughs> Fancy new software with some sound effects. So, Danny Kimball, thank you for uh, uh, for doing that. I know it's a little tricky navigating through speed breakers, but it's awesome to have you on the show um, and uh, get you here on this podcast. Uh, you're the chief marketing officer at O'Neill Insurance, is that right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Why don't we actually back it up, talk a little bit about how you even got into this wacky world of insurance. <laughs> All the way back from sync to now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can go back that far. Um, <laughs> so I, I grew up in the performing arts. I was a dancer since I was three years old. I still call myself a dancer. I love to dance. Uh, and when I got into high school, I started really pursuing dance a lot more seriously. So I was part of a program. I, I left school at 1030 every day and I would go train uh, from, I'd say, 11 to six or seven every single day. I loved it. Wow. And so I went on and I pursued my bachelor's degree in dance. And then I went on and pursued my master's degree in dance from Temple University in Philadelphia. And uh, my final semester in grad school, I tore my MCL and kind of blew out my knee. So I returned home 
and healed and was able to get back into dance. I graduated from home. Um, I graduated from Temple. They allowed me to do that remotely from, from my home in Ohio and got back into the performing arts, got back into teaching and performing dance. And five years later, same thing happened, same injury. I blew my knee out again. And uh, at the time I had two kids, uh, now I have three, but that was kind of my sign because I was so passionately invested in dance. I was spending 10 hours a day uh, away from my home, away from my family, teaching and performing. And uh, I really needed some balance in my life. And so uh, obviously wasn't listening to that at the time because I always say it's a blessing in disguise. Like God like cut off my leg to say like, <laughs> you need to listen here and, and kind of refocus. So I, uh, I remember I was sitting in a cast from my hip to my ankle. I had wow. not had the surgery yet. And I was crying as I was applying for jobs on Indeed. And I was looking for, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Cause here I've always been a dancer um, and, and, and in the arts and, and I had no idea which direction to go from there. So I did end up applying for uh, a marketing role. Uh, it was a marketing coordinator position that was posted on Indeed for the local insurance agency up the street, which is 10 minutes from my house. Here, you know, I, I knew I needed balance in my life. Uh, more of that traditional, I'd say 8.30 to five type style job and uh, less commute. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll apply. But, you know, everything about uh, the insurance industry felt very stale to me as I was as I was being introduced to it just through the application process. So I would go on the, ins the insurance agency's website and I, and I was like, how am I like, I'm coming from an arts background. How am I going to get passionate behind insurance? And you know, the, the blog content was five years out, out of date. Uh, the website was not mobily compatible. This was in 2016. So it was like, you couldn't look at anything on a phone. It was all on desktop. The logo had Times New Roman font in it, right? So <laughs> all these things that I'm like, oh, like, I, I don't know. But also the arts taught me that you treat every interview as an audition. And so mm. at bat, it's a practice. And so I said, okay, let's, let's just go audition for this. I prepared marketing pieces and I had never done marketing before, but I tried to understand risk management and I prepared marketing pieces and I came in and uh, I crutched in actually, cause I had just had the surgery. So I like look pathetic coming in the door. <laughs> um, but I, I, I sit down and I meet the people and, and everybody's greeting me as I walk through the door. And all of a sudden there's just this vibrancy and there's this life that I wasn't experiencing through the digital presence of this agency. And um, I met the president and CEO, Patrick O'Neill, who is my mentor and uh, is amazing. And the people around him on the leadership team are amazing as well. And I, I'm hearing, and he's just naturally kind of guiding through the interview as a conversation and uh, really wanting to get to know who I was as a person. It wasn't about, my marketing talents or my marketing skills. It was more about like, are you, uh, could you be an addition to our culture? Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I, I was like, wow, like this, this feels right. And, and also thinking like the story's not being told
from a marketing standpoint. They need a marketer, <laughs> you know, and especially in the times that we're in now with digital being everything, social media being so prevalent. It's like, gosh, they, they need a marketer to tell this story. And so then I started to think they, they offered me the job and I started to think like, OK, if I grew up telling stories through movement and through choreography, I can tell story. I can tell another story through marketing and, and allow that to be my creative outlet. So that's a long winded answer. But um, that's how I got into the insurance industry. And I'm so grateful that that I have the opportunity to be here. That is really, that is really, really, interesting. really interesting. And Craig and I actually had uh, a conversation um recently about uh about that as well as far as the being so sterile in in this industry we're looking at some marketing materials from um insurance agencies and insurance agency services and everything and it's like stock photos um there's no storytelling whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just as cold as it could possibly be cut and paste type stuff. Right. And what, in, what it, it is so crazy because, and we've had guests uh, prior that have talked about it. There's so much personality, like even yours and your background, everybody has these incredible backgrounds that they bring and these incredible personalities. But as soon as, any kind of marketing comes into place or you get an email or sometimes even interactions are just cold as anything. It's mm -hmm. crazy to me. Yeah. I just, there's no question within that, but I mean, I guess my question would be, uh, why, why is it, is it because we're handling something that's so that can be so mundane that we let that take over? Like, why don't we, <laughs> like, like you said, you, you went into the interview as an audition, why don't we just go into life as an audition and be on our best? We get into yeah. these like, I don't know. Right, polarizing. no, I think I think you're spot on. And I, I see a transition and a transformation really happening from that, that angle though. Um, with, I think digital tech, digital tools and tech have really opened up our, and expanded our ability to be creative, right? This this concept of video proposals now where we can be on video walking somebody through their policy and explaining it to them. And and they're more, more than caring probably about the details of their policy. They're connecting with us on a personal and human emotion. Um, and can, can we argue that that's the same as them coming into the office and having that conversation over a table? Oh, yeah, we could. But now we're also giving them the convenience of watching that video proposal at a time that is appropriate and convenient for them instead of them having to take their lunch break to come into the office or um, have to figure out a babysitter so that the husband and wife or whoever can can make it to that meeting right so um, i think it's how quickly can we move to what the customers are expecting today um, in the most creative uh, way to connect with them at a human and emotional level and like that's that's the filter for us through everything is like the relationship is key and I'll give a perfect example of something a project that I, I, I have to work on at some point coming up is I got my insurance policy in the mail um, from from the carrier and 
uh, and I love my carrier and I love my agent that I work with to get the policy, um, which is actually here, obviously, at O'Neill Insurance. But um, <laughs> when I get the policy in the mail from the carrier, it's it's a bunch of pages with black and white text everywhere with jargon that I don't understand. And it's not stapled. It's just a bunch of pages. And so <laughs> that's the worst. we package that. Right? I literally shred that stuff. I, I can't even deal with it. Yeah. I'll shred it and then I'll read it online if I have to. But I like, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. I hate but paperwork. How, how can we make it not horrible, right? Like, how can we make right. it, package it in a way that it's not, insurance is not a sexy topic. So like, it's not, but there's a way where you can, you can um, package the product to be easy to understand for the customer. Mm -hmm. Right. So is yep. is there a goal to make it a sexy product, or make the make the make the uh, relationship or interaction sexy? Like, should we be in that? That's what we own, mm -hmm. and and if we and this I guess stems from my experience being in the arts. You're in a nonprofit world, okay? Mm -hmm. So for ten years, I was in nonprofits advocating constantly for the arts, and so now I see myself just naturally being not not necessarily a marketer but an advocate for people's protection and, and for their peace of mind and like i truly believe that in my heart like they want peace of mind that if something if anything happens they're not asking how much does my my insurance cost right. they're asking am i covered and and so that's our bottom line there is like making sure that they have exceptional coverage at the most competitive rate and giving them that ease and peace of mind and providing them that customer experience and value added things throughout the year to just really build that relationship with them and let them know that we have them covered. So is that message top of funnel where you're where as you're getting them in, you're you're speaking that conversation or is it something because a lot of people enter enter our our funnels with with whichever way that you have them coming in um, yeah. as transactional. Right. They, they just, mm -hmm. hey, I want it quick. I want it easy. I don't want to deal with this. I hate insurance. It sucks. I don't want to pay it. And yeah. they want it. I want it cheap. You know, they, they just want to get through it, like going to the mm -hmm. dentist. I want to get this right. over with. Right. Um, <laughs> and and there is definitely, I, I believe, a, a huge value to that educational piece. But sometimes we don't have time. They, they don't want to hear it. Right. Like we have the mm -hmm. time, but they don't have the time and they don't want to hear it. And that can blow up the whole conversation. How does that mm -hmm. work from from your from your vantage point and, and you switching that conversation? Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. I'm glad that you brought that up. It's a tricky one because uh, to, to get somebody in the door, it's once once you get them in the door, the relationship part is easy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then they'll 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 be willing to slow down the process to make sure that they, that that we're asking them the questions to make sure we understand exactly what coverage they need, right? They'll slow down the process once that relationship is established, but it's getting them in the door mm -hmm. without selling on price. Because if if we're if somebody's coming to us that just wants a quote and they're shopping for other people, we tend not to quote them. We tend we tend to pass that up because we're we're not we're not just gonna quote you and give you a cheap insurance rate and then a year from now they possibly go shop again to find another cheap rate, but they also may not have good coverage. We need to ask really good questions and make sure that we give them the right coverage for their family. And and that's that's where we come in. So your question on how we get them in the door, 
that's where I'm, our organization is super involved in our community and, and just getting our name out there and brand takes on a new role in the digital world. So we're no brand no longer can rely on a flat logo and fonts and colors that's in the basketball program of the high school, right? We have to physically be out in the community. Um, uh, we are all over social media, some social ads, I'll pay 10 bucks for uh, each day for a couple days and just put, push something out there that's related to the community that has nothing to do with us selling them at the time. It's just that networking relationships, like we're just constantly kind of selling our culture and who we are as people and contributors to the community. And that attracts the business, the type of business that we want. Wow. So on a digital, so some of your digital marketing is pure branding. Yeah. So if you, if you went on our social channels, very mm -hmm. rarely am I asking them to get a quote for life insurance. I don't even know right. the last time I posted something like that. <laughs> I post nonprofit. I post some of the work that our nonprofits are doing. We do commercial lines and benefits as well. Um, so I'll post a nonprofit every single Friday. I post motivational quotes. I'll, we're doing a big small business thing. So we're trying to encourage people to shop local, support local. We're, we're a small business and we're local too, right? So, but we're, we're interviewing and going out to the local restaurants or the, the downtown shops in our, in our community and, and really featuring and highlighting them. So yeah, it's mostly brand and, and culture and, and our people and marketing our people. It's interesting because I, I'm sure you cringe every time you see it because I know I do when you see peers and their posts are, are just save somebody 300 bucks by switching them over and getting their home and auto. And it's just like, oh. Oh. Now we will post <laughs> testimonials and, and yeah. some of them do speak to the savings. Like one sure. of them, we save them significant money, but it's a testimonial that the customer wrote about right. their experience. Yeah. Um, so that's different. Yeah. That 100%. is different. <laughs> yeah. Is. <laughs> it's yeah. totally different. Yeah. So you brought up earlier the um, video proposals. What is, what is that process with, uh, your agency, and then also, do you have any of the stats on on uh, contact and follow up with those um, interactions? Cool. Oh, that's that's good. Um, so we we offer video proposals as an option, and mm -hmm. sometimes people don't want a video proposal. Some so that's when we're going to whether it's a new client that is requesting a quote or in in a policy or uh, a recurring client. Um, but we will say, uh, do they prefer to hop on a phone call or a Zoom call now? Or that some they used to come in because some of them would still come in. Um, or a video proposal where we can record the video, send it to you in an email. You can watch it at your own time. So we do give them the option. I know some agencies are adamant about, and, and it's created a lot of efficiencies for them, I'm sure, um, adamant about just kind of focusing in that video proposal space. I think we will move that direction, uh, but especially with this pandemic, it has allowed us to, um, everybody to really adopt the technology. Uh, but so, yeah, it is still an option. It's like when a customer is, I'd say, around our age, to be honest, that is just very, very adapted, adaptive to the technology. And, and it's easy to access, but sometimes people don't understand exactly what what we're trying to offer them, that it's more convenient for them to look at. How many people take that option? Um, 
I'd say I, you know, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but we've probably every, almost every one that we've done, we have closed. I don't know a time, and I, I'm sorry, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I don't know a time where we didn't close the account from from the video where we the video proposal did not close the account. And I'd have to talk to our personal advisor to to make sure on that number, but. Yeah, he does any any and, and he does say that it's mostly the generation that wants the email, wants the convenience, but also wants the education as well. So it's around that millennial age. Right. We've we've had several video marketers on um, the podcast and they they bring up this very concept and and the spike. I mean, just the dramatic increase on the close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're, when we're dealing I mean, we're both captives. Um, and we're dealing in the below 20% closing, you know, because it's it, there aren't the options, you know, all the different reasons. But um, when you look at something that would astronomically increase the closing, it's it's amazing that it isn't something that everybody's jumping on. Right. Yeah. And I think it depends on your demographic and your target market um, mm -hmm. and your technology. So we use Forge 3 as our web provider, and I love them, but they have it built into the website. So it's oh, really cool. easy for us to do it. So you just mentioned something very interesting, target market. I think a lot yeah. of agents go out and cast with a very wide net, right? Going mm -hmm. after everybody because everybody needs insurance. How important yeah. is having a really concrete avatar to your to your marketing camp or to your marketing and to your clientele that to that whole huge. Yeah. Huge. Mm -hmm. Um so if so we are very targeted on um, exactly who our target market is, the type of client we're going after. It's a it's different for personal lines and for commercial insurance and for benefits. But I have each target market really written out and defined. And any of my marketing efforts from a direct marketing campaign or um, even our prospecting efforts with the sales team, anything that we're doing um, has to go through the filter of the target market. So that doesn't mean I, I'm always hesitant to to kind of keep it just narrowed on the target market because it doesn't mean that we won't take business outside of that target market. Let's say it's a referral of a of a, a client we've had for years and it's their cousin that may not fit in the target market, but it's a, a long term loyal relationship that we have. Then we would we would write that account. We tend to not write any monoline business. So very rarely will we take just a home insurance or just a car insurance, um, and we we pass those opportunities up unless it's a referral with a with a loyal client. That's interesting. Could could you get a little tactical on that and and walk through how that conversation would go? If if I came to you, hi, I just want home insurance. I need you to do that. I've been with my farmer's agent for you know eleven thousand years, and and don't want to switch right. my auto. So, so our belief or our philosophy is that we uh, can protect you best when we know every all of the risks that you face, right? And then uh, can provide you with the coverage that covers all of those risks. So that auto is a huge risk, even though the auto and home don't cross. And I'm not on the phone. I'm not the advisor, the licensed agent, even in personal lines. So uh, I'm not the one having these conversations. But when I'm preparing the marketing materials for the advisors to have the conversations, it is around us having the full protection plan mm. or program in place for them. And you'd actually eject if they if they wouldn't move on that. Oh, we have. Yeah, we, we do. Wow. 
That's great. Uh, and now, now I said, like, if it's a referral and it's their daughter moving into an apartment, of course we'll write that. Yeah. Yeah. Baby gloves on referrals or mittens. Yeah. To be continue. Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and, and learn how to do uh, write 100,000 in premium yes. off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now. That will It's live, and it will show you the process. The entire process mm. is super awesome. Mm. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teledudes.com. Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com. Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice. I'm Craig, are you going to respond to these texts? I'm going to respond to them for sure. Live. I'm into it too. It's going to be well, awesome. And it's a, it's going to be our new texting community where we're going to get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content, free content and free um, the calculator that you just came up with. Mm. That's right. The calling calculator, sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents, this is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520-214-2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Wait, do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Nice. Uh, All right.